What's up, everyone? I'm Joe Pompliano, and this is The Joe Pomp Show. Today's episode is with Yanni Huffnagel. Yanni's a former basketball coach for the California Golden Bears, Vanderbilt, Commodores, and Harvard Crimson. But in 2017, Yanni left coaching and launched Lemon Perfect, a flavored, cold-pressed lemon water brand. The business will do $60 million in sales this year. They have raised more than $40 million at $100 million plus valuation, and their cap table now includes Beyonce, Kyle Kuzma, Josh Hart, Channing Fry, Nick Young, Spencer Dinwiddie, and others. We talk about how Yanni came up with the original idea, what made him decide to go all in, the lessons he has learned along the way, and how he thinks the business can go from a $100 million valuation today to a $5 billion valuation in the future. This was an awesome episode, and I hope you enjoy it also. But before we get into it, let's quickly run through today's sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Whoop. I've been wearing a Whoop for several years now, and it has made a massive difference in my life. It's the only tech product that I wear 24-7, so it's pretty cool to see people like Patrick Mahomes, Rory McIlroy, Michael Phelps, and Justin Bieber wearing one also. Whoop automatically measures your respiratory rate, oxygen level, resting heart rate, heart rate variability, calories, and activity levels throughout the day. Sure, it might sound complex, but Whoop interprets the data for you, so it's easy to digest and actionable. But here's the best part. Their 4.0 is officially back in stock and shipping in real time. So to celebrate that and Mother's Day coming right up, Whoop is offering 15% off and free shipping when you use code JOE, J-O-E, at checkout. So go to whoop.com, W-H-O-O-P.com, and use code JOE, J-O-E, to save 15% off and get free shipping for a limited time only. Next up is 8sleep. 8sleep has dramatically improved my daily performance. For me, I was never able to get a good sleep because I was always too hot. But now, I'm falling asleep in record time, faster than I have before, all thanks to my 8sleep Pod Pro cover. The Pod Pro cover by 8sleep is the most advanced solution on the market for thermoregulation. You can add the cover to any mattress. The temperature regulation will create the optimal sleeping environment by adjusting to each side of the bed based on the personalized sleep stages, biometrics, and bedroom temperature. But the results are proven to be true. 8sleep users fall asleep up to 32% faster, reduce sleep interruptions by 40%, and get overall more restful sleep. And it's not just me who sleeps on an 8sleep. The product is so good that it's garnered the attention of CEOs, Olympians, UFC champions, and even the Mercedes F1 racing team. So go to 8sleep.com slash Joe to check out the Pod Pro cover and save $150 at checkout. 8sleep ships to the USA, Canada, and the UK. All right, let's get into this episode. Joe Pompliano runs Pomp Investments. All views of Joe Pompliano and his guests are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Pomp Investments. You should not treat any opinion by Joe or his guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his personal opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. All right, everyone. I'm here with Yanni Huffnagel. I hope I said that right. Yanni, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great, Joe. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Did I pronounce your name correctly? 100%. All right. Amazing. All right. I'm excited to talk to you. You have an amazing product, one that I'm a fan of, and you didn't pay me to say that. Not at all. Uh, You are the CEO and founder of Lemon Perfect, which is essentially an enhanced water brand with lemon. And you have different flavors and the business has done very well over the last few years. You actually just raised a Series A, a $31 million Series A, I believe. And Beyonce was uh, one of the names of the investors that are now on your cap table. So first off, congratulations on that. Second off, how did you come up with this idea? Like, give us some background on, on, on you, how you thought of this, how you launched the business, et cetera. 
Yeah, it's been quite a journey. I coached college basketball for, for 10 years. And my last year coaching, I was at the University of Nevada in Reno. And the short story is I was on a recruiting trip to Santa Rosa Junior College. And from Reno to Santa Rosa, at the end of the trip, you pass through Petaluma. And I'm a, a big coffee drinker. I saw a Starbucks in a strip mall on the side of the road there. And I, I stopped and said, I'm going to go grab an iced coffee. And in that strip mall was a a sports nutrition store. And it was a double header. So I walked in and, and, and went to go get a couple of protein bars. And the man working behind the register saw my Nevada basketball polo. And he said, do you work for the team? I said, yes, I'm an assistant coach. He said, my God, my dream is to be a strength and conditioning coach for an NBA basketball team. And I, his name is Matt. He's now one of my best friends. And so I said, Matt, here's my card. Email me or call me or text me if I can ever be helpful. And a couple of weeks later, he says, will you read by draft of a book that I just wrote? And it was a book on the ketogenic diet. And this was 2016. So really before keto was in the mainstream psychology of the American consumer. And in the back of Matt's book were all these sample meal plans. And every day started by drinking organic lemon water, right? It was part of an intermittent fasting routine. And I was searching a little bit. So I said, Matt, I'm in. Let's go A through Z. And organic lemon water in the morning became a non-negotiable but horrific part of my morning routine, right? Buy an organic lemon. There, there's one Whole Foods in Reno. So, you know, buy organic lemons, cut the lemons, squeeze the lemons, juice all over, bland taste. I mean, a lot of mornings, I just threw my hands up in the air, but I stuck with it and, and, and I'm in the locker room towards the end of the season and all of our coaches and players are drinking by. And this was at the, the very height of their scaling. And I just, I had a, a light bulb moment. I said, hold on, can you take organic lemon water and give it the flavor profile of buy? And, you know, that intersection of great flavor that's also good for you has been the bedrock of our brand from, from second one. You know, it's not like I stormed out of the locker room and said, I'm going to start a beverage brand, right? So season ended and I was actually, I was in Los Angeles and, and having lunch with a friend very entrepreneurial friend. And, and I, I said, John, what do you think of this idea? And he said, I love it. Anything that you can do that can capture a piece of someone's daily routine, what they do in the morning when they first get up, what they do at night when they go to sleep or any point BCDE in between is worth going for. And I jumped up. I said, I'm going to die. Because all I knew was that I, I knew lemon water as a morning beverage, right? So I said, I said John, I'm going to go. We're going to go own the morning, right? And, and And that night I Googled how to start a beverage company. And you know, here we are a little less than five years later and, you know, really excited about what we're building. One of the things I think people struggle with the most as an entrepreneur is just getting started, right? And saying, I'm actually going to go for it and giving up whatever their previous career is or, or stopping working at their previous job. How did you deal with that? How did you say, hey, this is what I'm going to go do now instead of coaching college basketball? You know, once I, I was in, there was really no turning back, right? I mean, I guess... I guess there were a few moments early before we had raised a dollar of capital where I remember calling my mom and saying, I, I don't know if I can do this, right? Like I was trying to figure out how to make the product and and I couldn't find anyone to do it, right? And and the window to go and take another coaching job had kind of come and gone. And so then I was actually trying to think about coaching high school basketball for a year, right? Like, I mean, that's, but you know what, Joe, you, you just you just put one foot in front of the other. And you stay at it, you stay at it, you stay at it. And then things start happening, right? Like, you know, I couldn't come up with a name. And then my dad is from France and I, I hadn't had a chance to spend time 
you know, with him visiting his family there because of the rigors of the college basketball schedule, recruiting in the summer. And I'm on a street corner in Paris and the name comes to me. I registered the domain name June 13th, 2017 on GoDaddy.com, you know, on my iPhone. I mean, and then we figured out, you know, who to work with to build the formula and built the initial one pager and then a little brand deck. And and then, you know, I, I said, okay, this is not looking too good to my bank account. I'm going to have to figure out how to raise some money. And, you know, a friend of mine that was in venture said, you're going to go raise this as a, as a safe. I said, a what? My first investor meeting was so bad. It, it, I literally, I, I, I got back in the car. It was down in Florida. And I put my head, that was in the passenger seat. I put my head into the dashboard. I started crying. But that was a Monday morning. And then that week on a Friday, I met with a guy named Danny at the Smith on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. And he said, listen, I love you. I don't know anything about beverage, but I'm going to take a shot here. I just need to check with my wife. He said, can you get me some more samples? So I remember running across Central Park to go get some more. I had like little four ounce bottles that I was pouring a gallon jug into. And he called me and said, my wife and kids love it. I'm in and I want you to go meet my friend Joe. And then, I mean, we, we had 40 investors in our seed round and, and, you know, ended up ripping up the note like three times to keep expanding the round. And, you know, here's what I'll say. From minute one, we've had a story to tell. And I think that that has allowed me to maintain my energy and fight through the darkness, especially early on, because... I've been able to dream big, really, from the from the time that we registered the domain name, right, Joe? And, you know, that's what I would tell any entrepreneurs. Make sure what you're going after can have a, a big outcome or at least can impact the lives of people, right? And make sure that, that you can truly dream big because that'll just fuel you in the moments of darkness. Was there ever a point that you were making this in your house. I always ask this because with brands like this, I think back to like RX Bar. They're a perfect example. Those guys were literally making it in their basement and their mom was doing the packaging and like it was a total in-house operation. And I feel like I don't know much about beverage, but maybe you can explain. Typically, my thought process on this stuff is like you have to reach some sort of scale or it's really expensive to produce at first, right? Is that what happened with you? Or like, just walk me through kind of how you actually started producing this mass market. Yeah, so there were some moments there in John's kitchen, like the first couple days. And I would tell you that the outcome was not very compelling. So probably not regulated either. (laughs) Yeah, it's far from that. We were squeezing lemons. We were putting in like erythritol and stevia. The issue was, was the the organic flavors, you can't just buy at Whole Foods, right? Like, so that was the missing sauce in the formula. I knew enough from the very beginning that we were going to try to win everywhere from Beverly Hills to Baton Rouge from just a taste perspective, right? Like I wanted to create something that had really big tamp in terms of just the, the profile of the product itself, right? And we wanted to hit on the, you know, every relevant nutritional circle, if you will. From the very beginning, my head's been on a swivel in terms of looking around and trying to figure out what flavors resonate with the consumer, right? So I've always been able to appreciate building for a big audience. And and we've done that really from the very beginning when I went into the lab. You know, I was like, when I recruited, I would walk into a home visit with like this big poster board, right? With why they, you know, a player should come to our school and when I went into the beverage lab for the first time, I walked in and the thing got cut on the door. It was so big. It had all the negotiables and the non-negotiables. And 
you know, I made this thing on Fiverr for like $5. But when we pull that out now, it honestly is exactly what Lemon Perfect became. I assume as a first-time entrepreneur and someone who's starting a business without much of a background, right? You were a college basketball coach and focused a lot on recruiting. Did you make any big mistakes in the beginning that you look back on and you're like, fuck, I can't believe I did that? I'm still making mistakes today, Joe. So the answer is yes, hundreds and hundreds. What I would say is that we've been able to dodge the big bullets. We're still playing the game. And so much about entrepreneurship is just staying alive, right? Like not making the big mistake. It's the only thing about entrepreneurship. The only thing that matters is staying alive. Just don't run out of cash. That's it, right? And so I've been very fortunate that we've always prioritized having cash in the bank, right? It's a very capital intensive business. I mean, beverage is, is it's bordering on insane, you know, the, the capital pressures of this business, especially early, right? When, when you don't have big soda distribution behind you and you're just trying to win the street fight without a weapon. But if you back that up, like I, I had no idea what I was doing at the beginning, right? We just like, I, I knew again, product was good, but we made two really big decisions in the first year that gave us a chance to, you know, survive in advance, if you will. And we, we use that concept with our team all the time. When the, when the first bottles came off the line, we got an authorization in Bristol Farms. That was our first account and in Southern California. And so we ran like 3,000 bottles, okay, six packs. And the bottles came off the line and I, I held them in my hand for the first time. I said, my God, this is not going to work. And it was the first learning for me what, what packaging looks like on the actual bottle versus what it looks like, you know, on a computer screen or on a piece of paper is so different, right? Think about it. It's a retail-driven product. This is not a direct-to-consumer product. We don't have messaging on a website to help us sell. It's got to work on the shelf. And so I ended up calling 40 investors. I said, hold on a second. We're going to rebrand before we launch. That was a six-month process, and how we came out of it is very, I mean, it's, it's, it's very similar to where you see today, right? So we changed our brand before we sold the bottle, and then we launched as a keep refrigerated item. Again, I, had, I didn't know, right? I quickly realized that there's no way to scale a beverage brand unless you're a shelf-stable item because of the distribution, because of the inability for incremental display activity on the floor of the grocery store, right? Where you build this, you know, trial driving activity through big displays. And we ended up having really strong momentum in the business in the first year. But I put the brakes on the whole thing because I felt like we were driving a really nice car down a one lane road in the middle of the night and putting foot on the gas, putting foot, and it was going to crash. And so we ended up basically stopping going into a cave and not coming out until we had a shelf-stable product. And those two decisions, Joe, early gave us a chance to, to keep playing the game. And now here we are and, and, and the business is showing some early signaling that this could be, you know, could be the next big one in beverage. Yeah. And I know I read online that you guys have maybe 25,000 points of distribution by now. You're in Publix. You think you're going to go live in Costco this summer at some point and many other stores. How did you do that, right? Like, how do you actually get from, from Bristol to all these other stores and all these other points of distribution? Yeah, you know, I, I had really smart people around me and, and the prevailing concept early on was, was we gotta be, you know, a mile deep and an inch wide 
And so we did. We built the brand in Southern California and we were obsessive about winning in like 25 stores for the first few months. And then, you know, you just, again, you got to get lucky. We're at Expo West. We're in this, like, I mean, our booth didn't show up. We're trying to run one of those things that at FedEx that you can, you know, like one of those pull up things and for the big trade show of the year and you get one shot, we had put all this energy in and then our booth doesn't show up. But, you know, the buyer of the Northeast division of, of Whole Foods stopped by the booth and fell in love with the product. And then we had a chance to go into Whole Foods in the New York metropolitan area and the product did well there. And then the next, you know, it's, you got to continue to be able to use data to tell story. We, we got fortunate right when we went shelf stable, the category manager at Publix, and, and this is a crazy story. Publix doesn't go early on new brands and the category manager at Publix who sits above the buyer saw our case on the buyer's little kind of desk. He took it home to his wife and she said, my God, this is the best thing I've ever had. A week later, we were in all 1,250 public stores. And that was the opportunity for us. Joe, you know, Kroger took an early chance on us. We then overinvested in winning in Publix and winning in Kroger and we built a just an incredible field team in the Southeast. And now, less than two years later, we're the most productive brand in the entire category at Publix. I mean, how about that? So that's versus vitamin water, buy, hint, Vitacoco. I mean, these are big brands, incumbent brands that have been around for, I mean, in the case of vitamin water, now it's, you know, you're, you're approaching 20 years, right? Buy is 13, 14 years. Hint is in that same time range, you know, Vita Coco, same time range. So it's two years and Lemon Perfect is winning the, the battle in one of the most, you know, iconic and key retailers in the country. And we're just trying to replicate that everywhere, but it starts with the product and then your packaging has to be tight to win in retail, your pricing architecture. And so we think that we've got those three P's, right? Products, packaging, price, and then we've been able to put the right people around the story to help drive it. And we've made mistakes there, but I'm telling you, we have 71 people at the company today. If you cut them open, they bleed yellow. I mean, our connective connectivity right now has never been better. And I love the culture that we're building. And honestly, I'm just coaching a team. It's a bigger one. It's harder when you got people all over the place, right? Versus a locker room and, and a 94 by 50 court. But we're still coaching a team. We're still focused on a scoreboard. We're just telling a different story, a bigger story. Yeah, I love it. And you can tell that you're good at it. But the one thing that I think a lot about, and I'm sure you think about it in a similar capacity, is like you guys have really built a brand, not necessarily a product, right? Because lemon water is lemon water. I'm sure you wouldn't agree, but I, I believe other people would probably say, I can go create something similar, right? It's, it's lemon, it's water. Maybe there's a few other ingredients. But what you have done is you've built this brand around this, this vision for a healthier lifestyle, for a, a good tasting drink that is healthy, doesn't have a bunch of sugar and all this other stuff. How did you do that? And is that how you think about it? Or do you think that there is something special in the drink, right? And how you guys make it that really sets you apart? Yeah, well, I think there's magic inside the bottle. That I, I do believe. I think we've got magic inside the bottle. When people drink the brand, they come back, they come back in a big way. And the, the data would suggest that certainly our, our numbers on Amazon and then our own .com platform. I mean, our repeat purchase rate is industry leading. Transparently, I think we've got some more work to do on the brand side, right? How do we look and live behind the bottle? I think we've created an unbelievable product. 
And our execution in the field, in the trenches, has been best in class. And that's what we've prioritized, right? Like our retail programming and then the action behind it, driving this thing right now, driving this thing. When you walk into a public, you triple over 11 perfect. We have something called the seven second rule. Within seven seconds, I want a customer that walks into a retail store to see Lemon Perfect, right? And so we've built it underneath the roof of the retailer. Now, how do we get the pull when we can't be there? You know, how do we become culturally relevant? How do we become something that people are actually seeking out all over the place? Like our unaided awareness right now is less than 1%. We got so much work to do, right? But the great thing to know is that every time that we get a bottle in someone's hands, Nine out of 10 people love the product. Nine out of 10. You don't need that many people because we're a high velocity item. So most people don't just drink one lemon perfect a day, right? It's a deliciously refreshing product with zero sugar. We truly believe that when someone drinks a lemon perfect, they're making a decision that's better for them. I mean, how cool is that? I love that. We're building a business that will create return for our shareholders, right? And at the same time, we have a chance to impact the health of the American consumer, especially in some of the most underserved communities in America. And that duality is something that most people don't get to wake up for every day. I mean, think about that. Build a business, do social good. That is the energy that we talk about, you know, every single Friday when we have our all hands meeting, we jump up and down because of that opportunity. You know, I feel the burden and the pressure every single minute of every single day because like you get one opportunity to do something like this. One, I love what I do. So I lie in bed sometimes thinking about what's going to come next. I haven't come up with another good idea yet. Right. So like we got to figure this one out. But we do have work to do on the brand side, you know, to go back and, and, and answer your question. And, you know, for me, until you have real meaningful distribution, which we're, we're starting to have across the country, you know, spending dollars to do a lot of that brand work doesn't really make sense. At the beginning, you got to block and you got to tackle and you got to get after it. You got to try to win the street fight. You know, like that's that's what it is. And and I, I do think that our team's mindset has allowed us to do that. So you went from about 35 or 38 employees last year to 70 this year. You were doing about 20 to $25 million in sales. You should do 60 plus this year, million in sales. Yeah. You just raised a bunch of money, right? That we just talked about. Is the reason that you raise the money because you have to pour fuel on the fire, basically in the beverage game, and it's, it's expensive to scale a large brand like this? Yeah, there's several reasons. I mean, we want to continue to be aggressive with our retail programming, right? I think one thing that is a certainty is that when you put tags up in a grocery store, right, and the product's on promotion, you can get the display activity on top of it, and it drives trial. And right now, I'm I am consumed with the idea of building our share of stomach story. I do not ignore our margin structure or our unit economics. I think about it all the time, but it is secondary right now to building our story, to getting people to try the brand, right? You, you have macro supply chain pressures that have impacted us, right? And so that's impacting cash, okay? But I have not raised price or we have not raised price because in beverage, the psychological barrier we think is $2 and we sit on the shelf at $1.99. And so we have made a very conscious decision to compress our margin story today to build a big one for tomorrow. 
And I feel really good about it. The truth is that it's a really capital intensive business because of the headcount that's needed to support the great execution in the field. And yes, now we want to start to ignite the marketing story. And there's certainly, you know, there's certainly spend behind that, whether it's paid media partnerships, you know, events and activations and the like. So again, beverage is a really expensive game. That's why in our category, Joe, you've had two liquidity events in the last 15 years, two vitamin water in 2007 and buy in 2017. What about body armor? Does that count? We don't consider body armor in our category. They're an isotonic, obviously a massive, massive transaction. What does that mean? Whatever the word you just said. <laughs> Words drinks. Okay. So they're, they're typically either down the aisle or one aisle over. And Joe, I wouldn't go up against Gatorade and body armor at any cost. And I give Mike Rapoli so much credit because he, all, all he does is win. He, you know, vitamin water, pirate's booty, body armor. That category is nearly impossible to win in. We saw an opportunity in the enhanced water category to bring real disruption into the mix, right? If you think about it, there's nothing in the category with our flavor profile, the freshness of our flavor profile, our nutritional deck, right? Zero sugar. We're bottled in 100% recycled plastic and, and we're organic, right? So you, you, we've brought very meaningful disruption into a stale category. Like we feel like we can play here and truly believe that we can scale the mountain and win. And I believe like we have our sights set on, on being the, the leader in the category by market share. And right now, vitamin water has about a 45 share of the category. We're right around 100 basis points. So think about it. We got a long way to go. Okay. I, I mentioned our, our weekly all hands with the entire company. At the end of every all hands, we look at the entire category, like a list of it's, it goes from left to right. And then right next to vitamin water, there's a finish line. So it goes one, and then there's a big checkered kind of finish line. And we, every week, we look at the numbers and we say, we're not going to stop until we cross the finish line. We look at it every single week and then we look behind us. So in the 13th spot, I've got a big question mark on a bottom because there's someone coming, right? So we can't only look ahead. We got to make sure that we're doing everything we can so that no one gets, right? So we're now just one spot away from being right behind Vita Coco in the category. And, and then when you look up at that point, then it's just, you know, it's big distribution and big brands in front of us. And we're game and we're ready for the fight. How does that game work? Basically, do you have to partner with these big distribution arms to be able to reach scale like that? It's a great question. So right now we use an ISO distribution network. The most relevant brand that does that is Celsius, the energy drink. C4, the energy drink would be another one that, that uses an ISO distribution network. And what I mean by that is not Coke, not Pepsi, not KDP, right? So you know, if you look at our category, vitamin water is distributed by Coke. Buy is distributed by KDP, Keurig Dr. Pepper. Vitacoco is KDP. Hints is generally uh, distributed through the warehouse, but they do have some ISO DSD. But, and that's what, to be honest, Joe, makes our story so remarkable early on is that we don't have the benefit of big soda, right? We are building this with a great ISO or independent DSD network, but we don't have big soda behind us. And yet we're going toe to toe with them every single day. 
I love it. I want you to tell me the Beyonce story. Joe, I, I can't publicly comment on, on how it all started. What I will tell you is that she is an authentic fan of the brand in a big way. And the dots were connected and, and we're just, you know, super excited that she's a part of our story and that she believed enough to invest in the brand, you know, take a, a, a really meaningful seat at the table. I love it. I love it. She's certainly someone you want on your side. I'm sure the Series A announcement with her on the cap table probably got you guys some good earned media for sure, which is a benefit of having her on board. Last question. If we do this in a year or five years from now, yeah, let's do five years from now. How big is this business? I want you to call your shot and just say like what you envision in five years this business being. Well, I want us to be the category leader. I want us to be number one in the enhanced water category by market share. You know, I'll answer it in a little bit of a different way, Joe. In five years, whether I'm on a street corner in, in Baton Rouge or Biloxi or Beverly Hills or anywhere in between, I would like to be able to get out of my car and see someone drinking the brand, right? I want us to be ubiquitous. I want us to be everywhere. I want us to deliver the joy of, of flavor in every sip. I want us to have an impact on the health of the American consumer. I mean, you know, the beverage ecosystem is dominated by high calorie and high sugar options. It honestly is the root of so much of the destruction that we see in America. It's not so much what you eat. It's more so what you drink. It's easy to drink. You know, your calories, your sugar, it's hard to eat four or five hamburgers, right? But it's easy to drink a lot of soda or a lot of sugary, you know, juice type of drink. So we can make big impact. Vitamin water was, you know, north of a $4 billion transaction. So if you want to put a, a dollar sign on it, I, I think we have a chance to be the biggest one ever. We don't see boundaries on our business. Flavor knows no boundaries, right? Old and young, rich and poor, black and white, male and female, gay and straight. Like, I don't care what you look like, where you shop, how much money you make. Like, we can be a product for you. Right. And how exciting is that? I mean, how many things get created where you have that kind of TAM? And so we want to be the category leader and we want to make an impact on the health of the American consumer. They really go hand in hand. Right. Uh, if we can scale the business, we'll have removed millions and millions and millions of pounds of sugar from the American diet and be able to feel really good about it. So I'm looking at the website right now. The lemon flavor, at least, has five calories. It has one net carb and I can read all of the ingredients, which I think is usually pretty helpful, right? That seems like something to be proud of because to your point, sugar, if anyone ever does any research into sugar and what's happened in this country relative to the drinks for sure, food, even cereal and stuff like that, it's really bad. It's really bad. I think it's good, anyone that we can get to drink a beverage like this. So congrats to you on building something like this. And you guys have obviously done incredible work, but where can I send people to learn more about Lemon Perfect or try the product? No, thank you so much, Joe. So we're at retailers nationwide. We're on Amazon and we're on our own.com, our own website, lemonperfect.com. So multiple avenues to try the product. I think your, your listeners will be really excited by what they find. You're a former basketball coach, man, running a hundred million dollar business right now. That's that's growing fast and could be worth a lot more. So that's something to be proud of. Do you ever think about that in that context? 
You know, I, 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 I'm not sure if I have time to really process it, Joe. You know, I, 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 I honestly believe that there are two ways out of the office. I'm, I'm sitting here in my office right now. And I think at the end of this race, there are two ways out of this office for me. One is with some coins in my pocket and having made a big impact on, on the world. And, and two is in a box, right? And so I'd like to go with option one. I don't have much time to, you know, to think about the journey, but, you know, I, I do. I, I, there are moments where you kind of just stop, right? Like I was in a Publix last week. I was checking out and, and I was wearing my Lemon Perfect sweatshirt and the cashier said, oh my God, you, do you know the Lemon Perfect? I said, yes, I actually started the company. Joe, within 30 seconds, I think I had every store employee crowding around me, telling me how great the product was, how many customers love it and how it's changed their lives. I mean, it was like, I walked out and I, I did, I had tears in my eyes. And there have been some moments like that. This is another one. I mean, Joe, you're one of my best follows on, on Twitter. I love your work. And if you had told me that I would ever have an opportunity to be on with you, I'm not sure I would have believed it. The fact that Lemon Perfect is the bridge to opportunities like this, it's really remarkable. And the people that I've met along the way, fascinating, fascinating people, smart people, people with great creative energy. It is, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Coaching college basketball was a lot easier. So I do think about that sometimes. Uh, but uh, when I was coaching, I, I had a chance to impact 13 lives in a locker room, right? And now all of a sudden the impact can be 13 million or 130 million or 1.3 billion. So the opportunity, the impact is far greater. But what I'll say is, is everyone that I worked for and with and coached, they have helped me figure this thing out, right? I mean, there are so many parallels between coaching college basketball and, and running a, a business or starting a business and scaling a business. I'll say this, when people ask me, well, how did you do it? I said, you know what? Go coach college basketball for 10 years and then come back to me. And that's the truth, right? And you know, life is is certainly interesting in terms of where the next turn is going to be or or the next turn that you're going to take. But I'm so thrilled and and happy to be where I am. And let's see if we can go finish the mission. I love that, man. I'd argue you're living the dream, right? You 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 found <laughs> something that you were passionate about and you went out and did it. And a lot of people think about these things and they wait and they wait and they wait and it never happens. So you may be working 100 hours a week and it may feel pretty shitty sometimes, right? And you go through difficult things, but it's all worth it. I think you would agree with that. Yeah. I love it. All right. Thank you so much for doing this. I'll let you go. We'll have to do this again in at least five years so we can follow up and see where you are on the chart. If you get to number one and you beat vitamin water before then, I promise that you can come back on and you can do your victory lap. You can brag. You can tell us all the stories uh, because I would love nothing more than that to see you do that. So congratulations on all the success you've had so far. And this was awesome, man. Thanks so much for doing it. I really enjoyed this. Thanks so much, Joe. All right, everyone. That's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, I appreciate you listening to The Joe Palm Show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Spotify so that you don't miss any episodes going forward. And if you are looking for additional content, check out my daily newsletter at readhuddleup.com or follow me on Twitter at Joe Pompliano. I hope you have a great day and I'll see you next time.